Today's staff is afternoon Vav in Baba Kama. We started Hakones yesterday, as we learned for we're holding about 10, 12 times down on the page, right before you see the parentheses there with the word Simon. Right before there, we see <coughs> we were up to there, Basuleka. That's where we were up to yesterday. Meaning, yesterday we had a Bryce of Rabbi Shua said there are four things that your Potter Medine Adam, a, a regular court, cannot hold you responsible, but still, you're not such a good guy. Uh, God will get you for it. Chayav b'nei neshamayim. You're chayav b'nei neshamayim. God's going to hold you responsible for it, even though technically we can't pin it on you. And he said what those are. Uh, the first one is if you break down somebody else's fence and let the, uh, let his animal out, and the animal went and did damage. Um, so you didn't really do anything. You just uh, opened up the door. Yeah, but you indirectly cause it. It's an indirect damage, and we hold that Grama ben Ezekiel is potter. The Gemara said, well, what about the wall? You broke down his wall or broke down his door in order to get it out. So we're talking about where the it was a weak wall anyway. We'll talk more about that. Um, that was one case. Then we said about a case where uh, you knock, you push down your neighbor's grain and then a fire came and took it. Well, isn't it, aren't you obviously responsible there if there's a fire on the way? No, we're talking about where the fire wasn't expected to hit that part. You couldn't have anticipated, but still you're not such a tzaddik. What, what were you doing there anyway? pushing his grain down. Uh, if you hire a false witness, uh, you didn't do anything yourself. Um, you know, you hired a false witness to testify against somebody else, right? If you he, if he testify against somebody else on your behalf, then you stole the money from the guy, you have to pay him back. Now we're speaking about where, uh, where you hired a false witness and uh, it was for somebody else uh, to testify against somebody else. Not, not you weren't personally involved, you weren't one of the litigants. And, um, uh, and that's why you're not technically responsible. It's the other guy who did the bad thing. Uh, the other guy, uh, you, you hired him. Who asked you? You didn't have to lie. Uh, it wasn't your fault. You had no financial interest in it. And the last case was where you know testimony about somebody as an individual witness, and you didn't testify. Now, if you're part of two witnesses, like Mara said, then you're over a derisa. Of course, you, we know it's, it's obvious. It's Minatora that Shem's going to hold you responsible. What's Rabbi Shua's Kiddush? We're speaking about where you're a single witness. And therefore, you could argue, okay, I was a single witness. I couldn't have been the high in money anyway. Maybe he would have denied it and uh, he wouldn't have had a pain. So I didn't necessarily cause the loss. So in all these cases, the loss is indirect. It's not a direct damage. And therefore, you're part of the I'm your mind. So the Gemara says, but there are many things like that. You know, we know, even without going through the Gemara, you could know that there are many cases where uh, you're you, you know, you didn't do anything that, uh, that a court would hold you responsible for, but you weren't such a good guy, you know? You know, like you, uh, maybe you dented his car a little bit, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they always get out of the car. It doesn't look like he did anything, and they drive off, you know, that kind of a thing. But still, you know, you're somewhat responsible. But there are many cases that you could think of that way. So the Gemara says, the Suleka, there are no others. Boy, Ika, we have this, right after the parentheses in the Gemara, about 12, 13 lines down. Now, Mechatos is the pure spring water that you use, and it's mixed with the ashes of the Paraduma to create what's called the chatas water, the chatas water that you're sprinkled with in order to purify yourself from having come in contact with a dead person. And that's what you need at the time of the base of Migdash. That's how you purify yourself after attending a funeral. You'd have to be sprinkled on the third and seventh day with the paraduma uh, water. Now, the paraduma water, called the mechatas, 
before you put the ashes into the water, and it was after you took it straight from the spring into a clean pot, and you put it in there. If you did any work with the water, just like if you did work with the animals, it's a didn't do any work with you didn't do any work with the animal. If you did any work with the animal, the animals passed the same way. If you did any work at all, carrying the water around, doing somebody a favor with whatever it was, that part of that part, that water is no good. So let's say somebody donated their water, you know, they they went and they made an effort, they got a proper, <coughs> let's say a new uh, new earthenware vessel, filled it with water from a spring and was on their way, they schlepped it all the way up there. <laughs> and then you took it and did some work with it. You did something, you, you were paid to do something or you hired somebody to do something, but you did some work with it, you've ruined the water. Rashi tells us, points this out. This is a this is one of the cases where that's what we call Hezek Shainaria. You can't see it. Hezek Shainanikar. Hezek Shainanikar is that called the Hezek? If I did damage to you, but you can't tell. For example, I took your truma and I was metameit, right? You can't see it. It's tame, it's defiled, but you can't see it. It looks the same. That's called Hezek Shainanikar. Is that Hecker? Is that is that uh, Hezek Shainanikar? Is that called the Hezek or not? Can you, hold can you be held responsible? So this partially goes the idea that it's Hesek Shein and Nicker, and therefore you're not responsible, but then he automatically be Dina Shemayim because you have caused this personal loss. He's going to have to go now and get some more water. But you can know some of us, we had this last week. If you put some poison, always come back to the cats, um, you put some poison in front of your neighbor's animal, animal, and the animal dies by eating it. Mark doesn't address the... Uh, aspect of it. Let's assume it was an immediate death, you know, arsenic or something. You're put in the arm because who asked the animal to eat it? You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You know. You didn't uh, force the animal uh, to eat it. You didn't actually feed it to him. Right. You didn't feed it to him. You put it down. He ate it. So you see, put him in the still because you stuck it there. You knew the animal would eat it. Let's say you had a little fire. You had a torch and something was burning. Right. And you gave it to Cheshit for cotton, and he went and he to somebody else's field and burned it down. You didn't do it, he did it. Yes, but you were irresponsible. But because of that, you're putmade on him because you didn't do anything directly. You scared somebody. You scared, you scared, you know, you frightened them terribly, and that caused them some emotional distress. Again, what do you, you you didn't do anything directly to him that's going to cause him a direct financial loss? We had this case earlier. Below Sokka, let's say your pitcher, your barrel broke in Shisrab, and you didn't remove it. You didn't remove it right away. Are you responsible there? Enough for Gamla, or your camel fell down, you didn't lift it up. Remeir and Machayab Azek, Remeir says, You're Chayab over there because you were Nechshal, you should have. You know, it's like like you left the bore in the Rishisarabim. Uh, you're responsible for that. Rebeir says that you're Chayab, whereas your Potter, but then here's another case. Where your Had it only been this case, Mark could have said, well, we're not talking about a case with a machlokis. But the other cases, the first three, four cases, were not a machlokis. So, but the point what is, we prove. Uh, 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 why, why isn't that a bore? So, we had before, so here he says that um, uh, we gave the reason before. Is a niskal poshea. If you tripped, are you considered negligent or not? You, if you were, if you're, you could say it was an accident. It was an accident, so I didn't pick it up yet. I didn't put it down on purpose. Of course, when you did it on purpose, here it was an accident. So the machlokis is isn't this Not Rameir says, yeah, you are chayiv. You're chayiv. You should have. You 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 fell down. You should have watched where you were going. It's your fault. And the chum say no. Nisko's not a poshe. 
But in any case, we see that there's many cases here of Patman and Mechaib Deshmaim. Ain, Mia Ikatov, you're right. The truth is, there are many cases. The reason Rabbi Shua said these four is it's not that he's saying these are exclusively the cases of Patman and Mechaib Deshmaim. He says, the Kiddush over here is not only a Patman Yadam, but you're still Chayv Deshmaim, because you might think these are also Patman Yadam Deshmaim. Because in these cases, you have specific excuses. For example, what do we mean? Mao would say, Ma, but the Shemaim, in these cases, I might think you're not even Chayv Deshmaim. Even God's not going to hold you responsible. Mao would say, Ma, I would think, but the Shemaim, Nam Luchayev, Kamashmulan, you are. You are still Chayv. Now, why is that? Aparitz get up and say, if you knock down, you demolish somebody else's fence and the animal went out. Mao the same, I might think, Kivendul and Misterikoi, as we explained the first two words on this page. We saw this yesterday. We're talking about a wall that was. A weak wall, it was going to fall down anyway. The Mystery was set for demolishment uh, anyway. You're supposed to demolish it. So I might think, Mavi, what did I do? I didn't do anything. It was a weak wall. He said, if it's a strong wall, I should pay for the wall too. I knocked down the wall. The answer was a weak wall. It was a wall that was about to be demolished anyway. And I knocked it down, and the animal went out and did damage. So you're put Why should it be The wall was going to fall down anyway. What did I do? And that's what I'm, I might think. You're not even Chaim Neshmaim. Kamashmon, Rabbi Shua, that you are Chaim. Or a kofu kamasu shachavero. If I turn down somebody else's corn into in, a, in the in the path of a fire, that you chayv neshamau the same. Leimi could say miavi adana dasu ruch shemetsuya. As we said before, if it was a ruch metsuya, then it was a direct damage. But it was a ruch shen metsuya. It was a hurricane, a tornado. All of a sudden came along. I couldn't have anticipated that. If within a shemayim namlachav, I shouldn't even be responsible to heaven. Kamashmula, no, you are responsible. You should have still. You should have anticipated. You had no business moving the other guy's grain. Ravashi Ravashi says the Khidish over there is that what? That you've covered it up. You covered it up. We said at the top of the page, we said Ravashi says, Why are you potter? What's your responsibility over here? Why are you chayiv? Because fire is potter on something. We said yesterday if you had a stack and yet somebody stuck their cash under the stack. And you sent the fire to burn down the stack, burn down the money. You're potter on the money. Aish is potter on the money because anything that's hidden, you're not responsible for if you if you set the fire. So over here, Rashi says that what we're talking about, where you covered it up. So why is there no responsibility? I'm out I might think I'm a kusiri kasa, just the opposite. A fire might have been coming. Again, we're not talking about the idea that it was ruach even when it was ruach matsuya. There was fire was coming. I covered it up. You know what I did? I put some, or I, uh, I, I put some, I put some, uh, I did something to it. Uh, I, you know, I covered up the uh, grain so that the fire should uh, not get to it right away. I prevented it from the fire uh, taking hold of the grain right away. I might think that's what I was doing. I, what I did was I simply covered it up. I did, I did something to help it, and therefore. Uh, it shouldn't, you know, to, to slow down the fire. That's what I did. No. Yeah, but what you did was you took away responsibility. Let's say somebody else set the fire or the fire was just coming along, whatever it was, and you covered it up. You took away responsibility. So you caused him the loss because whoever did set the fire is now is absolved from paying for it because when the fire consumed this grain, it was covered up. So you caused him a loss indirectly, and therefore you hire If you hire false witnesses, now you hired false witnesses to testify against somebody else. So he said, you're a bad boy, right? 
Madison, we could say, I could say, Lema, Divarava, Divaritama, Divarishomit. Remember, that's the Sparah for why Ainshlich Varavera. If I sent you to do some, uh, some terrible sin, not like the common law where the mafia boss is the main guy and the hitman is just, you know, a stooge and we, you know, make a deal with the hitman to get the, uh, you know, to, to rat on the, uh, on the boss. Uh, halachically, the one, who, the one who pulled the trigger is responsible. The other guys may be partially responsible, but the main guys are the guy who did the Avera. So over here, if I hire, uh, pardon? He doesn't flea bark. He doesn't flea bark, right. So uh, over here, the guy could say, listen, I hired Paul Wissens. Who asked them to lie? Uh, I, I hired them, but they didn't have to lie. They're the ones who committed the sin. I shouldn't be responsible, even their shemaim. Kamash, we did a shemaim. Not milchayv. Kamash, no. You're chayv. Did a shemaim. By the day, edus lachaveir veenamayid. Lo, if you know testimony, you're as a single witness. You know some testimony that can help this guy, and you don't testify in his behalf. So nami manasam matik miyamer defihavi masadno le havimoda havimoda. Who says that uh, my testimony would have had any effect? Remember, when one person testifies. He can't make Reuben pay Shimon. One person testifies that Reuben owes Shimon $100. Can one person make him pay? No. What he can make him do is make a shvua. So who says, so and you refrain from testifying, so you didn't cause him to make a shvua and you didn't make him pay. But who says if I would have, if, who says that if I would have um, uh, testified against him, he would have agreed to pay the $100? Maybe he would have sworn falsely. And the, and the Shimon wouldn't have gotten his money anyway. Who says I caused Shimon some indirect harm? I shouldn't be because you shouldn't have taken that responsibility. You should have, you should have testified. If the guy, you know, people think twice about lying falsely. Maybe by testifying against him, and therefore Reuben would have been forced either to pay up or make a shvur. He might have paid up, so you may have caused him a loss, caused Shimon a loss, and therefore you're responsible. Yeah. No, just thinking that you're required either way you're required either way but if the second aid comes along with you and, and you have a second aid then it's obvious the torah says that you're responsible then that's the point and is a pusik. the question was if there's two aid over here and one of them refuses he's responsible the torah says in low so what's the Bishu teaching me Oh, you're chayv b'dina shemaim. The Torah says you're chayv b'dina shemaim. You understand? The Torah says that. What's his chiddush? The answers we're talking about, but there's only one aid. Therefore, one aid cannot be mechayv mami. Called mechayv b'shuah. So you could say, who says that uh, my testimony would have caused Reuben would have caused Reuben to pay Shimon, and therefore by not testifying, I caused Shimon a loss? Maybe Reuben would have denied the whole thing and lied falsely. Mashma, we don't say that. You don't assume he would have lied falsely, and you possibly could have caused the loss, and therefore God will hold you responsible. God knows what. If the guy would have would have uh, lied or not, would have testified false, you know, would have sworn falsely or not, the things we just don't know. We say chayv din shemaim. We don't know exactly what the chiv is going to be. God will presumably, you know, take retribution in the proper way. So the Mishnah said that if the animal broke, if you locked up your animal in the pen in the barn, and it was a proper, you know, proper guard, it, even it's a minimal guard, but you locked it up properly that it would have withstood a normal wind and the animal went out, you're putter. If you didn't do it properly, then you're chayat. Let's say he broke out at night before you had a chance to notice that the, the barn door was broken down or list and broke it down, then you're not responsible. Amarabah. When you say over here, you broke out at night, yet you're putter, that's only 
if the animal himself, the animals themselves were tunneling under the wall, and that's why the wall broke down. It says Nifritz of the wall broke down, broke down, or the door broke down, whatever it was. But did the animals weaken it, and that's why it fell down? Uh, that's what Rabbah says. If we're talking about the animals weakened it, so it wasn't really your fault because the animals had, had tunneled underneath and not, and therefore that caused the wall to fall. But if it didn't do it, you'd be chayev. Why? Why? If it broke out, it broke at night, and the wall broke down at night, and you didn't get a chance to see it, you would be chayev if the animals didn't cause the wall to fall down. Because we're talking about a regular strong wall, a healthy wall. If it's a healthy wall, and the wall somehow fell down. So what if the animals did? If the animals didn't dig, didn't tunnel underneath the wall, then you're chayev? Why? Why are you chayev? What could you have done? You had a proper wall there. For some reason, it fell down. Maybe there was an earthquake. Maybe something happened. It was not your fault. El, because we're talking about a weak wall. So if it's a weak wall, if you say it was a weak wall, and then the animals tunneled underneath it, but it would have fallen down anyway. Why are you putter? We had that shiloh before. It's going to come up again by Matsi and other places. If you were negligent at the beginning, but at the end, it wasn't your negligence that caused the problem. It was an accident. No, if you were negligent, that you left the animals behind a weak wall. At the end, though, the reason the wall fell down is because the animals tunneled underneath it. So it's So that's fine if you hold as a machlokas. It's if you st- it started out, you were negligent. And then at the end, it turned out that it was an accident. You hold your potter, fine. Okay, that's why your potter over here, where you say that what? If the animals dug underneath it, even though it was your you were irresponsible by leaving a weak wall there. But at the end, the reason it fell down is because the wall, because the animals weakened the wall. That's fine. If you hold that where you're you were irresponsible, even if at the end it was an accident, you're still high, Michael Lamer. What are you gonna say? So, how do you say over here if it's was a weak wall, but then it fell came down afterwards by because the animals underneath it, you're still responsible. Why does he say that you're potter? He says, Rabbi said. It's only if he tunnel underneath it, you're potter. But if he didn't, under your chayev, why? If it's a healthy wall, so you shouldn't be chayev anyway. And if it's a weak wall, why why are you potter if the animal tunnel under it? You're, you're, you should be chayev because it was a weak wall. You were irresponsible. Ella maslisen because of bari. You're right. The mission speaking about was a good wall. Even if he didn't tunnel underneath it, it wasn't something you could have anticipated. The wall fell down at night before you had a chance. It's at night before you had a chance to notice it. Then you're you're not responsible for the damage the animals did. The Rabbah said, In the next case, the end of the mission said, let's say you left your animals out in the sun, a place where they would be terribly inconvenienced and they won't be able to withstand the sun. Or you were irresponsible, you gave you gave the um, animals uh, to be guarded by they went out, then you're chayab. Rabbah Rabba says, even if the animal tunneled out, even if the animal tunneled out, either you left it, you were irresponsible because you left it out in the sun. Even if it tunneled out, you're still chayev. Let me boy, hey, for the low cost, or certainly if the animal didn't tunnel out the cool of you. Certainly it's your, it's your irresponsibility. You left the animal out in the sun or you gave it over to a uh, to somebody who was irresponsible. Of course you're negligent. Even if the animal tunneled underneath it, that's what he says. That's what Rob is saying. Rob is going on that part. He's saying, about Robert says, even if the animal tundered un- underneath the wall, and that's how he got out, and that's how that weakened the wall and he got out. In other words, you left the animal, let's say, in a pen, and the pen was exposed to the sun, and the animal couldn't take it. So the animal went and weakened the wall. He t- tried to tunnel underneath to get out. 
So it was originally your negligence, but at the end it got out because the animal weakened the wall. You might say, "Mal to say, and therefore you should be potter if you hold your potter." Kamashmon the kubsh, it's all negligent. My timer. The Omerlay, you could say, may the others the the um the uh the person who was damaged, the um the plaintiff will say, look, you know the kiva the shafskas, if you left out the sun, call the tzadka, the islay mebit of the nafka. Any effort, any tahbud, any trickery that the animal is gonna do, he's gonna do. In other words, if the animal tried to tunnel out, it's still your fault because the reason he was trying to tunnel out was because you left him out in the sun. So that's your responsibility. And that's what Rob is saying. He's not going on the first case, he's going on the last case where you left him out in the sun, where it's totally your responsibility because you knew the animal's going to try every trick to get out of the pen and therefore you're responsible. Let's see, listen, listen, let's say armed bandits took the animals. You locked it up in your pen, in your barn, whatever. And bandits came, they they, they broke in and they took the animals out. They're chayev. Of course they're chayev. They were Kona. We're going to have it later on. In the the day, the ninth ninth parak about the famous thing: How will you cone something if you steal? Cheat even the afke. Once they took it out, kamashusis and yerushus. And top Rashi in the page says, even afke. Once these ganavim, these uh, robbers, bandits came and stole it, ikamashicha. They pulled the animals out, vishina rishus, and they've taken it from rishus into their rishus, or into cone into a, a place where you could be cone if it's their rishus or somebody else's rishus. But if there's mashicha and shina rishus. If there's Shinri Rishus and Meshicha, or as we'll talk about later on, it goes in, in a parak, it goes Laitzim. If there's a Shini Mas, if you change the, the, the form of the item, the shape, whatever, you've done some change to the item. And there was also Meshicha, you've acquired it. So Pshita Kibbutafka, it now belongs to the Lissim. So if the Lissim's animals did the damage, obviously they're responsible. Uh, for all aspects, it's yours. If your animal goes and does damage, then the animal, you're responsible. The animal's a tom, so you're whatever it was, you're responsible. If the animal did damage with Shane, we're talking here in our mission about, uh, we saw yesterday about Shane Beregel, not necessarily goring, but Shane Beregel, you're, you're, they're responsible for that. So you're saying it's so proper, so items, it's called That's right. Not only, in other words, in other words, we'll get into the shadow later on. When you steal something, and you changed its status, right? You changed it, so you acquired it. You have to pay kushasadil. You have to change its status. So let's say you stole a, a, a big block of wood, and you're a carpenter, and you turn that block of wood into a chair or a table or something like that. Now you're caught. Now you stole a block of wood that was worth $100. Now it's worth $1,000 because you've, you've done it. So what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is only for the, to return the block of wood, like the $100, not the $1,000, because you've changed it. By changing the item or moving it to another place, in, and as, as well as taking it out physically, you've acquired it. You've acquired it. Then that you're still Then you're definitely responsible because it's yours. Any, yeah, any. Which is going to be stolen. You, you stole a block of wood from me. Right. And then you have it, and, you, and that block of wood caused damage to something. That's right. So if I, if I, no, I'm responsible. If I stole it, I'm responsible. responsible. That's the point. Regan is responsible. Saying the listen, the listen who took it out, the mission is they're responsible. Of course they're responsible. They acquired it. They stole it. They took it. They moved it to another place. It's theirs. That's the one there is. So it's obvious. The top of the page again, the Gemara. Shita, keeping the Afghan kind of style. Since they took it out, they've acquired it. The The they didn't really take it out. What they did was they stood there and they stood there in a way that the animal they didn't actually 
to, to physically take anything. They stood there in a way that forced the animal to go do the damage. Words, they forced the animal to walk into the neighbor's rishus to eat up his fruits, right? Let's say the damage was done by then, by not leaving him any path. You know, there was a few, few of these bandits were there together. They usually come in groups, you know? So they stood on either side and, and forced them to go in and forced the animal to go in there. That's come up. If you cause your animal to stand near somebody else's uh, stalks, near somebody else's uh, grain, you're chayev. Uh, of course, I took him there. If I took mom, it sounds like Rashi is like I took him by hand and I and I forced him to stand. The answer is like Rabbi said over there. It doesn't mean literally I took my animal by, by the hand and forced him to go in there. I just stood there forcing him to go in because I didn't give him an option to go anywhere else. And that's what we mean over here too. That's the Kiddush. Even though he didn't physically take him, he didn't acquire him, but he forced the animal to go in there by not leaving him an option. Therefore, he's like, Amalia says, in that case that that Rabbi Rab was talking about, you told us not that he, it wasn't necessarily that he stood there, but he he, he stuck him, he hit him with a with a stick. There's Hikisha Bamako also and that's the case where you're chayev over there. And here also, listen, Nami de Kisha. It doesn't have to be that they had, you know, 20 of the listim were there and they they forced, the, they only opened up a path for the animal to go towards the other property. It didn't have to be like that. He could have hit him with a stick. As we'll see later on. How is Mashiach work? Mashiach either is by pulling the animal, pulling him with the rope, or pulling him physically by hand, or Hikisha Bamako be Russell Lafonov. If I hit him with a stick, like you see the Arab kids pushing the uh, sheep over there, but with a stick, that's also Mashiach. That's also a kind of Mashiach. That's also a, a way of, a, of, of acquisition, right? That's a, we say that Mashcheni Acharecha Narutza, right? We say that in uh, in Shir um, Shirim, right? Mashcheni Acharecha Narutza, that God pull me and I want to run after you. That sort of, unfortunately, say that refers to, I think it's the first Shlomo says that, that there's two kinds of Mashiach. One is Pull me, you know, like when God has to pull the Jews to Israel, right? Pull them, like by the Narutza. No, I will come. I will come by myself. In other words, just give me a little push, and I'll go on my own. You don't have to actually pull me there. Just give me a push. One refers to Mashiach, where you're pulling, and one where you just give him a little push. and that's also kind of Mashiach. So Mishnah said, Roa, If you gave, if the shepherd gave the animal to another shepherd. Then who's responsible? Shepherd number two, not shepherd number one. Now the Gemara says, Amri, it says, took whose place? Whose place? The shepherd or the owner? Amri takes the place of the owner of the animal. We learned that already. You gave your animal to a Shemachinimu, you gave him to any watchman. They're all responsible in place of the Baal. In other words, if the animal does damage under the watch, under the guard of a shomer, the shomer is responsible for chatzin nezek, nezek shalom, whatever the case is. They're responsible. So I know they're already that if you gave it to a shomer, muscle roa, the nichtas roa tachta. That's what the Mishnah said. If you gave it over to a roa, to a shepherd, the shepherd takes the place of the of whom? Who are we speaking about? He says, muscle roa, nichtas roa tachta. So we mean who's? Who, who, who are we talking about? Are we talking about the place of the balabais? We know that already. Ella, Ella tachta, the shomer. If the shomer gave it to shomer number one gave it to shomer number two, then the, the deal the shomer number two was responsible. The shomer kamer if delay. The first uh, shomer shomer number one is now no longer responsible. He's out of the picture. Legamre. The shomer kamer if delay legamre. 
That's the case. This is a kashram rubber. Rubber says the following thing. Shomer, I gave my animal or my item to a shomer to watch, and he decided he's going to give it to somebody else. He gave it to somebody else, and now something happened to it. Who's responsible? Shomer number one or shomer number two? Shomer number one is. Shomer number one, that's what Rabbi says. Shomer, 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 Tayef. Why? Because show, the owner could say, listen, I trusted you. Who's this schlepper that you brought in here? I don't even know this guy. Who, who are you to give it to some other guy? That's what Rabbi says. So our mission seems to say, though, that if you gave it to a Shomer, no, the first Shomer is Potter. Seems to go against Rabbi. Amulcha Rabbi, no. My muscle roa le barzile. And our mission, when he says you gave it to a, uh, to a shepherd, it's not some unknown shepherd. It's his own apprentice. In other words, people understand the when you give something to a shomer, you know, these guys who are shomer, you don't know who's going to, you give it to a security company, right, to watch. They have a lot of employees, you know. So when you gave it to the boss, you know he's going to give it to somebody else to watch, one of his flunkies over there. That's one of his apprentices. So you know that that's that's what we're speaking on Mishnah. In other words, Rubber could remain saying, yes, when you give it to a stranger, I didn't ask you to give it. I asked you to do me a favor and watch this. What are you giving it to that, that Schmendrick over there? He doesn't, he, I don't trust him. I don't, I don't uh, trust him at all. You shouldn't have done that. But if I gave it to a showman and he gave it to his apprentice, that's understood that he might give it to his apprentice. He can have some say the other way. Since the says he gave it to a shepherd, he didn't say give it to somebody else. Some. What does it mean? He gave it to a shepherd. He gave it to his apprentice shepherd. The shepherd gave it to his apprentice shepherd. That's normal to do. But somebody else not. He, that, and as far as mission, that's what the mission means. That's a proof to Rabbah. said, as we said, if you gave it to somebody else, I gave it to you, and you gave it to somebody else to watch. And I don't know that guy. I don't trust that guy. You're responsible. Show me number one. Armish is only speaking about where you gave it to an apprentice. So Armish is a proof to Rabba. Mars says, no, Armilo, Dilma Orchid the Milsiktani, Boedinlacher. Marmish, you can't tell a proof to Rabba one way or another. Rabba says clearly, if I gave it to you and you gave it to somebody else, you're responsible. I don't know that other guy. When Armish says, though, you gave it to a Shomer, could be that it means, <coughs> it could be that it's against Rabba. Maybe it means I give it to anybody else, it's okay. Or it could mean maybe it's his apprentice. So from Armishna, <coughs> you can't ask a Kasha on Rabba, nor can you. Nor can you prove Rubber's case. Itmar. <laughs> Let's say I find a lost item. What's my responsibility? To guard it and return it. Now, <clears throat> while I'm, I find it in the street, I take it into my house, I'm guarding it. What is my rule? Am I rule? Am I a Shomer Chinam? In other words, I'm only responsible for negligence. Or am I a Shomer Sacher? I'm like a paid hand. And what's the difference? If I'm a hired hand, I'm paid, I'm, paid, I'm responsible even for Ganev and Aveda. So that's the question. It's famous Machlok. Is Itmar Shomer Aveda. So tomorrow's ruling Bamitzi. We'll see it later on. Shomer Aveda. Rabba Mekashamachinim. Rabba says, You have a lachla Kashamachinim. You're not paid. Rabbi Yosef Mekashamachinim. Rabbi Yosef says, You're a Shamachinim. Rabba Mekashamachinim. Mayanakamachinim. What am I getting out of this? I'm not being paid. Nobody's paying me. God told me I got to watch it till I give it to you. So I'm not being paid. Rabbi Yosef Mekashamachinim. Why? We have a rule that Osik Mitzvah Patim and a Mitzvah. So if I'm busy washing this item and somebody comes along, can you make a donation to, we have a new fund coming up here. There's always got donations all the time. You know, you know, I don't have to pay now. I can't give you money now. I can't give money to the poor. I'm busy with this. So that's, I'm gaining something out of that. I'm saving that. I don't have to give stuck in. I don't have to give this. I don't have to do that. So with that pleasure that I'm getting that, I don't have to do that item. Notice he doesn't say the money that I save. I'm getting some pleasure out of it. That's also being paid. So Rabbi Yosef says that a Shomer Veda is a Shomer Sacha. Rabbi says, some say, 
this is the reason. Since God forced you to watch it, you don't have a choice. If you come over to me and say, can you watch my wallet? I might say, no, I don't want to watch your wallet. But if I find a wallet in the street, I, God told me I have to watch it until it returns to the owner. Since God obligated me against my will to guard this item, I have a higher responsibility because God made me do it. So I'm filling, fulfilling God's wishes and therefore like I'm a Shema Sacher. It's not my, if, if, if you're a Shema Chinam, you have a prerogative. I want to do it, I don't want to do it. Over here, since I have to do it, I'm like a Shema Sacher. Esau of Yosef Rabba. So Rabbi Yosef asked this kasha, like found kasha to Rabba, right? He asked this to Rabba. Let's say you found an item and it's near the yeshiva, whatever, and somebody in the street, maybe from the kolo, must have dropped it. And so what you decide to do is you put it back in the spot where you dropped it. Sometimes it's better to leave it there if there's no identification marks on or whatever. Maybe the owner will find it. You burn it that. And you don't have to deal with it anymore. But if it was stolen or lost, you're chai bachriyasa. My nigneva, what does it mean, my nigneva? So what does that mean? If you're responsible for Geneva Aveda, that means you're a Shomer Sacher. So that's the proof that a Shomer Aveda is a Shomer Sacher. There's no, my nigneva of the lab nigneva meek base. It doesn't mean we're stolen from his house, and therefore, and if he's responsible, that would prove that he's a Shomer Sacher. But of the mebeso, lo, me makam shech zira. What happened was this. It was stolen or lost from the place that he returned it to. So what does that help? Bachitari. The top above, you return it to your to the place that, that it was lost. You don't have to deal with it anymore, right? Because you're a shomachinam, you put it back, um, uh, right? So, uh, so catch it. I read a little bit wrong. My is so it's much more responsible. No, my means it was stolen from the place that you left it. But we already said, if you return it to that place, you're not responsible. So why is he saying afterwards, Why are you chayv? It says, if you returned it to the place, you're not responsible. You returned it late in the afternoon when people don't walk there anymore. But two, uh, two, two things are taught here. You lost, you found this item in the street and you're responsible to watch it. But if you put it back, if you return it in the morning, when everybody walks around there and the person who lost it will probably find it there now, then he'll see it definitely over there. He goes in and out there. In other words, you find a wallet near the yeshiva and uh, you picked it up and you decided, I better put it back in the, in the yeshiva there, uh, be near you know, in the place where I found it because the person who lost it will probably pass by there in the morning and he'll find it and he'll return it. So you're not responsible anymore. You did the right thing. You put it back where you lost it. You know, sometimes you see a lost item and you say, if I pick it up, nobody will, you know, the guy who lost it will, will not find it. He'll probably come back, retrace the step. You have to look at the situation. But if you bought it back in the afternoon, a place where it's that's a time when people aren't going to find it. Then you're then you've been negligent. The lochazal he's not going to see it. Benigna alda then chay bachriyasa. Not because you're a shomer sacher, says Rabba. Rabbi Yosef says you're a shomer sacher. Chayving neved aveda. Rabba says no, you're not a shomer sacher. You only chayv on chia negligence. So if you returned it to the place where the guy will probably find it because you returned it in the morning, then you're absolved. You're, you've done your duty. You have to do more. But if you returned it at night or in the afternoon when people aren't going to walk by there, and the person who lost it probably will not find it. And it'll be lost or stolen, then you've been negligent. 
It's not just who's lost or stolen. You've been negligent, and that's why you're high. That's how Rabba learns. So again, this machlok, we're not done with this machlok. More, we'll pick this case up again tomorrow. That Rabba says a shomer abeda is like a shomer chinam. Rabbi Yosef says that it's like a shomer sachar, and therefore you're chayiv on ganav and abeda. And how are you reimbursed? You're reimbursed because you don't have to do a mitzvah, or because the obligation that God gave you forces you to be a shomer sachar. All right, we'll take it from here tomorrow, Mister. Have a good day. You got a jacket here for two weeks now. Well, you can do it, but if you pick it up, it's from the show.